Support for the How I Thrifted interview series comes from Goodwill of Greater Cleveland and East Central Ohio. I've been sharing lots of content on social media this month to show you all of the possibilities available at Goodwill that will help you create a DIY costume. Or if you just want a ready-made, out-of-the-box costume, you can find one of those too. For more tips on last-minute Halloween costume ideas, visit goodwillgoodskills.org. Born and raised in Los Angeles, Sheena comes from a family of artists, so creativity runs in her veins. Sheena has worked in styling for TV production and for an interior design house, but it wasn't until her honeymoon to Asia that she really became interested in travel. She ended up working for a tour operator in the Africa division for many years and now works as an independent travel designer. Sheena says she started thrifting heavily about five to seven years ago because it reminded her a lot of the treasure hunting she did around the world. We're so excited to chat with Sheena today to learn more about her eye for design, her confidence with color, what it's like to treasure hunt around the world, and how she thrifts capsule wardrobes for the purpose of traveling around the world. Keep listening for a new episode from Allow Us to Rethrift Reduce Ourselves. Welcome, Sheena. We are so excited to chat with you today. How's it going? Good. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like I get to talk with my besties. (laughs) In my head, anyway. Uh, Yes. I have followed Sheena. I I was trying to remember how long it's been, and it's been years. Uh, I know. I feel that way. Yeah. So, Sheena, uh, if you have not looked at her Instagram pause the podcast, go look at it and come back. It's I am she global on Instagram. And uh, it's just this beautiful collection of colorful fashion and treasures from around the world and tips. Uh, It's just a bright spot in my feed. So I'm really excited to dig in and and get to know you on a personal level. Yeah, me too. Tell us a little bit about what you do because you have a really fun job. Yes. Uh, so I am a luxury travel designer um, or travel advisor, or as people may know, a travel agent. Um, I own my own company. I am She Global. And I custom design trips for people around the world. I specialize in Africa and India and exotic destinations, but I sell the world and I work with my clients. Um, we collaborate and design the trips of their dreams and I get to travel and for work and for fun. And it's truly my passion. I say it's my air. It's more than my passion. It's something I need. I feel most alive when I'm traveling. So um, it's really special to me that I get to help people experience the world in, in whatever way is meaningful to them. How many countries have you visited? Do you know? Of course I know. <laughs> Yeah, I have, I have an app that tracks all that. It's called Bin. Um, anyways, 44, which I feel like is not very many. Many I've been to multiple times. Like India, I've been to six times. Um, Kenya, three times. So a lot of the places multiple times. But my wish list is very long, and there's a whole big world out there still to see. Yeah. You know what? Now this is ringing a bell. Have you visited Jordan Yes. Okay. I remember you commenting when I was there. Yes. Okay. I think maybe this is how I started following you. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But now I'm remembering years ago, we had a conversation about you visiting Jordan. And I was like, oh, my gosh, not a lot of people go to Jordan. Like now more and more they do. But growing up, not a lot of it wasn't the place in the Middle East that a lot of people visited Mm -hmm. from the West. So I was like really impressed. Yeah, I mean, I went on a group trip for work, and it was, I'm so happy that I went. Um, I had been to Egypt, and Jordan was always kind of on my radar, but it was such a beautiful country with so many things to offer that, you know, they highlight Petra and things like that, but Mm -hmm. um, the food, the people, all the history, I'm just really glad I went, and I very vividly remember... uh, you mentioning, you know, that you were from there and like, just, I felt another connection to you. It was just cool. Yeah. 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 It just, that just occurred to me because it's been so long since we talked about that. Very cool. 
So we want to talk about a lot of different things, travel, thrifting, capsule wardrobes. So we're going to be all over the map because you're very interesting like that. Shannon, do you want to kick it off? I see that you started thrifting about five to seven years ago. What inspired you to start and like what what did your wardrobe look like before then? Oh, man. Um, I was trying to remember how I actually started. I think I started watching YouTube videos and... It was all kind of at the same time. And I I came across Thrifters Anonymous in Mm -hmm. Las Vegas and got hooked on them. And um, I think it also was timing wise lined up with my personal style evolution, uh, which was really kicked off, I think, by my travels, specifically to India and seeing how vibrant the women dressed Mm -hmm. and how they stood out and I just decided that's what I want to do. My wardrobe used to be so boring for me, (laughs) or plain, I should say. Um, No patterns, no prints, very little color. Some of the old pictures are like, oh, man, I wish they could be buried somewhere. But um, (laughs) it was a process, right? So I made a decision for myself I found this picture of a girl in a magazine and she had all these mixed prints on super colorful and I was like I could never do that but I tore it out I put it in a journal and I was like someday I'm gonna work my way up to like her level because she was super fly and it was just a continual process where every time I put an outfit together I pushed my own personal boundaries and I added a little more pattern and I added a little more color and then it got to the point where I said, if I have a choice of like two different hats or two different shoes, always pick the one that's more funky or like unexpected to push my own levels of comfort. And then I just started layering more and it became who I am today. And I don't think I own a solid or <laughs> everything is colorful and pattern and probably 90% of my wardrobe is thrifted found thrifting as a way to um you know create as a tool to create a very unique wardrobe you know i love vintage i love one of a kind and it's such a great way to find those pieces oh yeah you can always find the coolest things at the thrift store and it's so funny when i was looking at your ig i was like you and dina like (laughs) your style and her style align so well I mean, that yeah, I wasn't. Algorithm. I was, yeah, exactly. The algorithm was really working for us there. I mean, yeah. I'm not kidding. Like, you really are a bright spot in my feed. I look at all of your pictures anytime they come up. She's inspired so many outfits. Like that one polka dot dress you had on. As soon as I saw you wearing it, I'm like, gotta have it. And luckily, yeah. that was one thing that wasn't thrifted, so yeah. I was able to actually yeah. buy it. And I bought it right away. Wore it all throughout my pregnancy. Now I still wear it. Shannon, you, the one I wore to my baby sprinkle, the peach, oh, it's like pe- pink yeah. peach with polka dots. That was all her. Yeah. Because you're away a lot, what's your approach to shopping now? Well, uh, I probably should cut back a little bit. You know, I have my waves where I'm like, I go often and then I chill out a little bit. Um, I shop. If I find something, I always search for what I call magic, you know, that special piece, like, come find me in the thrift store. When I walk in, I say, magic, find me. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, um, I just love really unique things. Of course, I'm drawn to to worldly things and global things in the thrift store. Um, I am drawn to color and pattern, like, from across the room. You know, I can see it. And so I'm always on the lookout for those special things in general but specific to travel if I'm going to a destination that maybe requires a specific wardrobe like for safari or uh, maybe a certain weather like something super hot or here I live in California I don't have a lot of super cold weather clothes so if I was going to go somewhere that required that um, like I went to the Galapagos things like that you need specific things thrifting is amazing for that Mm -hmm. and to create a capsule wardrobe and not spend a lot of money I have you can see it on my IG in um, the highlights I have a story where I went shopping for a safari and because you're supposed to wear certain color clothes and you have to pack light because of the weight for the flights and things like that there's a lot of factors 
uh, when packing. And I think I bought like 22 pieces for $20. <laughs> I went on dollar day specifically and I got like the cargo pants and, you know, a couple of different button up tops. And I got a safari kind of jacket that my dad ended up wearing <laughs> with me um, because he didn't have one. So that was a perfect example of not spending a lot um and creating this custom wardrobe and i tend to donate and give away my clothes when i travel um so that's also a great reason to thrift is you don't feel attached to it you didn't spend a lot on it and you can pass it on to someone who can use it and a lot of times people go out and they're like oh i need a whole new wardrobe i'm going on vacation you know mm -hmm. and they spend all this money i would much rather use that money in destination on experiences those have way more value for me I can still look fabulous, mm -hmm. you know. And you do. Um, you do. I'm you. <laughs> like in leggings and sweatshirts when I'm traveling and you look like you're straight out of a magazine spread. It's so well done and put together and you match kind of the vibe and the culture um, while still maintaining your own personal style and your own personal take on it. And it's just, it's really well done. And I, I really love that approach because, you know, a lot of times when people gain weight or lose weight, they'll go to the thrift store because they're kind of in between sizes and it's a great way to thrift clothes that you know you're going to wear temporarily or something. And I really like your approach to thrifting for a specific trip if you don't already have those things instead of spending a ton of money. And then knowing that, okay, you're not going to wear a bunch of safari stuff when you get back and then you're donating it at your destination. Like that is really, really cool. Yeah, I, I mean, it works for me, too, because I'm usually team carry on. And I also love shopping when I travel. So I got to make some room. So it's like a win win giving it away. And then I have space. And speaking to putting, you know, a, a capsule type wardrobe together, you, what you were saying about the pictures that I take, I it is a thoughtful process. And it does take a little more time up front when you're packing. I am not a throw everything like on the way to the airport into my suitcase kind of person um i really do consider and maybe that's the art direction creative side of me that's thinking ahead of what are the colors of this place mm -hmm. what are the what do the buildings look like what might the backgrounds look like i i don't know that day when i put an outfit on where i'm going to come what i'm going to come across but having pre-thought out some of those details it's like you kind of know you're going to be the vibe anyway yeah. and so I feel like it makes your pictures that much more beautiful and it's it's not a huge effort but it does require a little thought ahead of time yeah you know you mentioned that sometimes you need to take a specific kind of wardrobe like for a safari or cold weather mm -hmm. or something like that for but for like a general trip mild temperatures maybe summer whatever what are some essential pieces people can thrift for travel or that you take with you certain kind of shoes or dresses or what are is any type of pieces that you feel like are essential so with shoes I'm not a practical person uh <laughs> I will suffer slightly for fashion um so I'm the wrong person to ask there but <laughs> sandals are great because you can bring multiple and they take up very little space mm -hmm. uh so those are definitely always packed kind of no matter where I'm going um I think a really great accessory is a scarf. You can wear it as a head wrap. You can wear it as a sarong. You can use it as a towel. You can use it as a shawl. Like if you're going into churches or temples where you have to cover, it's so multifunctional. It is 100% something you should always pack in your bag. Um, and then I, it's funny, I have a skirt that I thrifted. It's a Ralph Lauren kind of like peasant skirt, red color. And I think if it had its own passport, it would probably have as many stamps as I have. Oh, I because love I'm that. <laughs> on virtually every trip. I, I want to write an article about it one time, like the, you know, the traveling skirt or whatever. But <laughs> it's literally been everywhere with me. And the reason is it's quite thin. It, it has volume. It You can take beautiful pictures with it, you know, throwing it around. Um, it, it covers you so you can wear it pretty much anywhere but it's really lightweight and doesn't take up much space in my bag. It literally goes on every trip. I found a way 
you know, it's been to Kenya, it went to Jordan. It's like, it's probably been to 10 countries. And I thrifted it for like five bucks. Those kinds <laughs> so, of things make you just really, really appreciate your wardrobe and thrifting. I think we all own something like that that has just stuck with us thick and thin. And you look back at the cost per wear and you're like, this is remarkable. How How is this possible? <laughs> I didn't realize it when I bought it, you know, that it would become the piece that it is. And I'm like, I probably should retire it at this point. But I find a way to like rework it every time and combine it with different colors. And so it's still hanging out. It's still on the ride with me. So um, that's one piece. Um, A good hat. I feel like hats are one of the most underrated accessories. I love hats. Um, They are a little tricky when traveling because of the space they take up, but there's foldable ones and I tend to just rock mine on the airplane and put it up, you know, with my bag. I it's hard for me sometimes I want to take two <laughs> so my last trip I had my niece carry my other one I was like you wear this one I'll wear this one I'll just collect <laughs> from you when we get there so, so you know I do a lot of stuff for the sake of you know the fun pictures and fashion just because I love it mm-hmm. and so but yes I often have to go okay I did also bust the zipper for the very first time on my carry-on <laughs> this last time So sometimes you do have to pull some things out. But yeah, those are a few things that I would definitely have on on any trip. Those are great. All right. So what's the coolest thing you've ever thrifted while traveling? Ah, um, well, not every place has like thrift stores like we do. Of course, I try and seek them out. I feel like shopping world markets like whatever the central market is or you know the local where all the handicrafts are and that is kind of like thrifting it's Mm -hmm. the same vibe you're searching for like that unique piece something handmade something that really speaks to you so I do that wherever I can and I'm always on the search for something that you know sticks out to me I love buying accessories and jewelry again because they're small and you can easily take them home and you can wear them and you'll get use out of the thing that you're buying um, and you have a story attached to it. Oh, that's a really hard decision because I buy a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went, I bought this like traditional dress in Egypt uh, that's fully embroidered on the front, you know, uh, full length sleeves. And I had them make it into a coat because I was like, that style, maybe not wouldn't totally work at home. I mean, I'll wear anything. I have a huge caftan collection, but it was fun. It's like I custom designed it so that it could be incorporated back in my wardrobe at, at home. Um, so that was a really cool piece. I had I could write a book about <laughs> my global shopping and the crazy, ridiculous things I've brought home, uh, like carrying a huge Moroccan lamp on the subway in London and like, <laughs> just ridiculous shape things and oh I love it I, I love always, it I always buy a rug I never oh. intend to buy a rug and I end up buying a rug literally everywhere I'm like I have no more floor left they're she on the is wall you, Dina. <laughs> how do you bring the rugs back you just check them on the plane it depends like I think I've only had to have one shipped um because of the thickness of it but all the other ones they're like magicians they fold them up into yeah. like these packages and i mean i don't buy like massive you yeah know, humongous ones well but. have you ever been to the lisbon the flea market in lisbon portugal no I okay portugal. oh my gosh this this place just made my heart beat so fast my adrenaline mm. was pumping it was amazing you would absolutely love it sheena so when i was there um i was like i i literally want to buy every single thing here and I'm like and I kind of made a decision like it's just gonna happen like I'm just gonna buy everything but of course I like scaled back so what what is your approach to that when you get that adrenaline rush and you see all these amazing beautiful unique things like how do you decide what actually comes home with you I think the same like with thrifting I have general things I stick to or that I'm drawn to so when I'm traveling I will buy jewelry and accessories because again they're small but they make a statement I can bring 
a variety of them home and they don't take up that much space. And so I, I lean towards jewelry and accessories and I also collect masks and art, which are can be smaller, you know? Um, I can't bring home like a massive chandelier or things like that. Mm -hmm. I do have to think logistically that way. It's pretty much what can I carry? Um, <laughs> which I guess in some cases can be a big item. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm not alone then because I just, I want to buy it all. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Sheena about thrifting, traveling, and colorful style. Stay with us. Support for the How I Thrifted interview series is brought to you by Goodwill Industries of Greater Cleveland and East Central Ohio. When all the Halloween fun is over this month, give this year's Halloween costume renewed life next season. Donate it back to Goodwill Industries and keep items out of area landfills. And speaking of donations, these are some of my favorite tips to follow when I'm donating my items to Goodwill. Secure items like shoes with rubber bands so they don't get lost. Wash all of your items before donating. Separate household items from clothing and textile, and consider placing your donations in a recyclable box or a reusable tote. For more information, go to goodwillgoodskills.org. What challenges, if any, do you face when you're thrifting? Mm. Well, I have been plus size like most of my life and I love vintage. I know you guys talked about that recently. I loved that whole episode. Um, so sometimes that's a challenge, but I think with my personal kind of style evolution and confidence, I guess, I just don't even care. I look at everything. I try everything on. I come ready with my workout outfit that I can slide stuff over. And um, I just, don't look with those barriers on anymore I you know and then I also don't get too upset if something doesn't work it's like it wasn't meant to be oh I hate when you find something amazing and like the mate is missing <laughs> that literally will drive me nuts like I've searched the store it's like so painful yeah yeah <laughs> I found these amazing Moroccan slippers one time like leather beautiful or I should say slipper and I literally, I don't know how many laps of the store I did. I was so sad. I never found <laughs> it. I'm like, okay, it wasn't meant to be. So when that happens, um, I I feel like with thrifting in general, you just have to have an attitude of some days are great. Sometimes you find amazing things and other days you don't. And that's just part of it. Um, but yeah, I would say sizing, you, you know, used to be and sometimes still is an issue do you remember what triggered that mindset change for you it like was that india trip it was okay. like i think my third visit i was in rajasthan which is the north it's very dry and arid and kind of like desert looking and we were driving and you know the camels are passing you by and then all of a sudden you see in on the horizon these like dots of color and as you get closer it's like the hottest pink you've ever seen in mm. your life and then like blazing marigold like head to toe and there's just like these uh fabric is you know wafting in the wind and I realized it was the women and it was almost like a light bulb moment of they are amazing they look stunning they're in this place that is like just this one kind of brown boring color and they choose to just be the pop and the to me it, it was like they were the sunshine they were the life they were the I don't know I don't know I just felt like their essence in that and then there was a whole bunch of the women together and then it was just like this stunning rainbow and I think maybe that was like the the moment um the catalyst and I find too you know you'll get people saying like, Oh, I could never wear that, but it looks fabulous on you, you know? And, but so many people respond to color, like they don't wear it, but they love it. And it makes them feel something. And it makes me feel something too. And I don't know, I just get happy playing in it. And, you know, I feel like fashion is, is just another medium of art and I'm my own canvas. And I just have fun with it. I really like 
I'll ask my husband sometimes, is this outfit too much? And he's like, he's actually really supportive, but even sometimes I'll question it and I'll be like, if it's too much, then it's perfect. <laughs> you sound exactly <laughs> like me. I've had the same exact conversations with my husband. I have this bright wool coat. I remember, I think I even Instagrammed this too. I wore it to uh, a, a meeting when I was working in a nonprofit and right before I left the house, I thought, man, I should really take this off because nobody's going to be wearing a bright green wool coat at this big meeting with all these big community people there. And Dan was like, no, why would you? That's who you are. Yeah. That's that's what makes you different or what makes you happy. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. So sometimes we need that reminder from the people closest to us that like, why would you? Why, why would you want to look like everybody else or Whatever yes. the case may be. So I, I can totally relate. So would you say then, you know, is your is your number one tip for women who want to wear more color and prints and gain that confidence? Is it to just have fun with it? Like what what's your what's your advice there for someone who wants to try it? I think start small, you know, like incorporate uh, maybe a pop of color in your shoe or an accessory like a handbag or a scarf or a pair of earrings. And then, and this is kind of how I did it. I just started adding stuff, <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, I, I can do that. Now let me add something else. And then it became for me, print and pattern. And I just became obsessed with it. Like it makes me, I think that's like the interior design side of me. And again, the artist creative side is, textures um patterns prints i love all of that and i love the art of blending them and marrying them in ways that are not expected but are really pleasing to the eye and so i feel like you can do that with a lot of things but i would say just start just start just start mm -hmm. and push yourself i think what you're saying like when you're asking yourself should i wear this that's exactly when you should wear it i will say the times that i have questioned an outfit I do a summer of wanderlust series where I pick a different uh, part of the world, a different city. And I do a lookbook for that week inspired by that place. And some of those get pretty wild because they're a little more, um, I allow myself to be more bold in just the fun creative process of it. And some of those where I was like, this is a nut, this outfit is nuts. Like mm -hmm. it's too much. Those are the ones that get the most feedback, the most like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So I don't know. I think we also encourage each other by our uh, acts of boldness and acts of confidence. It, it's like it allows someone else to have you give others permission to show up, you know, in their most brilliant self way, you know, and that's what I have found. Like it not only gives me pleasure, it gives other people pleasure. And then in that in return gives back to me by you know, making other people happy or inspiring them. Yes, I love that so much. It sounds like you came into your own body and accepting yourself once you accepted the fact that you loved color and like you didn't have to be a plain Jane, you know, to be accepted in the real world or whatever you want to say. But um, like once you accepted yourself and who you really were and who you really want to shine out, like that's when you became more comfortable with your body. A hundred percent. I mean, I, I think I went through many years of like, you know, since high school and like being a little uncomfortable in your skin and maybe not knowing who you are. Maybe I just came into knowing who I really am. And mm -hmm. I let that show on the outside. And then I also think, you know, our whatever we do in our life, our experiences influence who we are. They all each experience or trip adds to the fabric of who you are and so I feel like with each destination I'm exposed to different textiles and different traditions and different colors and they all add another layer to what inspires me and my own creativity so I think it's kind of a combination of all of that but yes I feel like confidence is a muscle that you build by doing and I guess I in some way just made that commitment to myself to just keep doing it and trying it. And now I don't think anything's really crazy. And I love other people that rock their outfits. Like, even if it's not my style, you know, that person took time to put that outfit together and you're like, 
yeah, man, mm-hmm. like, do you? Yep. You look amazing. And I tell people, you know, we should tell people, like, I love your coat. I love your, you look fabulous today. Like, because you know they put that together and they feel good about it. And I don't know. It's yeah. a way for us to connect and support each other. We feel the same way. And you know what? I, I've just got to say that I personally really appreciate you sharing that energy with us all the time. You know, you're sharing Aww. that through all of your content. And I agree. It does It does kind of um, make other people feel good and excited. Like when I see your outfits uh, when you're traveling, I'm like, oh, yes. I wonder what she's going to wear next. Like I'm so <laughs> excited for you. Um, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I wanted to circle back to your point about prints, because I know in addition to color, you really, really love prints. Yes. And mixing prints is truly an art. And I think you're really good at it, in part because you do have that art background, and you just have that eye naturally. So how would somebody start? H- how would I how would I start mixing prints? What's a good approach to take? Which is so funny. This is like a self-reflection thing for me that I tore that thing out of a magazine. And I was like, there is no way this could ever be me. I mean, and her, even her print mixing wasn't that crazy. I didn't think I was capable of it. And it's a lesson to just, you're capable of so much more than you realize and just give something a try. And you never know how it'll expand you in ways you never realized. But um I guess, you know, maybe you love florals or polka dots. You know, there's general rules for print mixing, kind of whatever, rules, schmools. I, <laughs> I'm not about the rules, that's for sure. But if you wanted to start, like, you know, pick colors that go together. Maybe you do black and white. Maybe you just start with two colors and you have, like, a smaller print on top and maybe a larger print on the bottom or vice versa. So it's... Again, this is where like color, texture, scale, print mixing scale is a big thing. Um, Something in interior design that I think applies to fashion is if let's say you have a a pop of color like red and you have red lipstick and maybe you have a red handbag and then you have red shoes. Those are all in different places and your eye is moving to connect that color so it's pleasing to the eye it's like it visually moves same that you would do in a room with like maybe a pop of color pillow and then a rug or a piece of art they all kind of coordinate and they're moving your eye around the space and then it feels pleasing it's not jarring so that's a little tip to consider when you're you know putting an outfit together and mixing you know do i have this little pop kind of flowing through the outfit and I don't know. I feel that's, like a that's a great tip. tip. Yeah, that's a great tip and a very easy thing that a lot of us can do. And just start start with what's comfortable to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a really tiny print. Maybe you know. Maybe it's a subtle color like black, white, gray, blue. Whatever makes you happy. Like don't wear, don't do something that isn't you. You know. Um, and I, then you'll, I, I remember the first time I ever mixed prints. It's funny that I specifically remember this time. Um, it was a black and white polka dot skirt. Uh, it's kind of, I don't know what the style is. It kind of comes out, I guess that's, or it was like a skater skirt. It was a skater skirt. And I paired it with a vintage red top that had black floral print on it. It was kind of like that vintage uh, Victorian type floral print. And I was so proud of myself. It was like one of my favorite outfits for that whole summer because I was never a big, I love color and I love prints, but I I don't mix prints as much as other people do. Um, But I was so proud of myself and it really just, the polka dots and the floral went together. This is like early 2000s, so... If it doesn't sound that cute, that's probably why. But um, it would, it would, like, I like, no judgment zone. (laughs) Right. But, you know, to your point about confidence, like, I just felt so confident and happy with my, my little task and my challenge to mix these prints together. And it was just a really good feeling. I feel like uh, florals, polka dots, stripes are patterns that you can find pretty much anywhere. And so those are a good, print pattern to start your print mixing with and then you can get a little crazier as you go (laughs) yeah 
Well, it's obvious that your passion is culture for sure, like delving into the unknown and sprinkling in a little bit of fun that you've learned. And I just wonder, how do you navigate the line between culture appreciation and cultural appropriation? This has been, uh, I think this is a continual learning process, uh, especially being a white female and, um, and all the privilege that comes with that. And it is challenging. Um, I think, you know, when people are viewing you on social media, they may see you wear something and they don't know if someone personally handmade that and gave it to me in another country. They're, they may make an assumption of, you know, why I'm wearing that. And so that part can be challenging. And I struggled with that. Like I used to love head wraps and I realized like, that's maybe not for me to wear. That's not, and it's because I love it. It's an appreciation on my part, but even so it's, it's not about me. Right. And if it's not cool for me to wear that and it's not, um, you know, from my culture, then I shouldn't be wearing it. It's, it's, it is a very fine line that I'm still navigating and I'm not perfect by any means. I do everything with the intention of love and respect and admiration for other cultures. And it's interesting, a little tidbit is both my parents are adopted and I don't know one side of my own blood. And so I don't, I've been thinking about this recently. I don't identify with any specific culture um with like traditions and things like that and so i wonder if that's why i subconsciously seek out knowing about other cultures and love them so much yeah it's really just an appreciation of them i love listening like my whole pandora is you know global music and i love eating all kinds of food and i love dance and so it's a it's a hard thing to also explain to people that don't know you um, how much you love it. But yes, I think check yourself often, you know, like, and pay attention and listen. And I don't necessarily speak out loud. I like to sit back and sit with my feelings and listen to other people. Um, when things are going on in the world, I kind of go insular. Um, it doesn't mean I'm not absorbing things. Obviously, I'm very in touch with the world. And I want to continue to grow and evolve and be sensitive and, you know, be aware of those things. And if I make a misstep in the past, I have, and I apologize for it, for wearing, you know, a, a head wrap. And I haven't done that in many years. I'm not perfect, but I am committed to continually growing and learning and being the best advocate and supporter I can of other people. Right. We're, we're all human and you're constantly educating yourself. So that's, I mean, we all have to. So that's wonderful. Yeah. This is also an issue that a lot of thrifters run into when they're thrifting in the United States. Uh, a lot of times we'll come across cultural attire that a lot yeah. of time, or not even just attire, not even clothing, uh, a lot of accessories, home accessories that people have donated and yeah we might not know. And so I think, you know, as you said, it's just really important to educate and look things up if you're not sure. And you had mentioned the dress you got from Egypt that's called a thobe. Like I find mm -hmm. thobes at Goodwill all the time now. And people might right. just think that this is a beautiful embroidered dress when really it has a lot of cultural significance. I right. saw somebody had thrifted a prayer rug before and oh, wow had no idea it was a prayer rug and they just thought it was a beautiful embroidered rug. So, and, and you know, there's no offense taken there, but it, this is, this is just kind of like a cultural awareness piece that we should just be thinking about all the time is that if you do find something while you're thrifting, just do a Google lens search and see what comes up if it looks different or, um, and there's no, it doesn't mean that you can't thrift it and display it in your home or whatever. It's right. just a matter of understanding where, you know, the history of that thing. I have to say, like, my house is full of things from around the world. Um, because I collect art, you know, when I'm traveling, I, you know, sometimes thrift certain pieces, uh, whether it's a mask or something. And I do come across all I'm drawn to the beautiful textiles and cultural type things in the store, as opposed to like all the black dresses, you know, like my eye is drawn to those things. And 
that is a challenge for me because I love them. I think they're so beautiful. I think fine line is like, I'm not taking that as my own, you know, and it's, I agree with you. I think thrifting is a great opportunity to educate ourselves. Like I find a lot of Indian clothes at the thrift mm-hmm. store, which are so beautiful. And when I go to India, I, I tend to dress in the local clothes because I'm most comfortable in that. And I'm not doing it as disrespect i'm trying to respect the culture you know of the place mm-hmm. that i'm in yeah we just it's just ongoing learning. learning yeah 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 growing so shannon asked what your favorite treasure is which i'm sure is very difficult so maybe an easier question would be what would you say is your favorite market or one of your favorite markets there's quite a few in India that I love. Um, in Delhi, ah, so hard to pick. <laughs> There's different <laughs> ones. There's one I really want to go to. Um, the biggest open air market in Africa is in Ethiopia, in the capital. I've always wanted to go there. There's a great one in Egypt. I mean, I feel like every major city around the world has, you know, a huge market. Um, Ooh, can it I ask you a question? Huh? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, so when I think of like a giant open air like market, I'm thinking like flea market. And now, mind you, I've never been to any of these places. Yeah. So I have no idea if my vision is correct. But I, then, of course, my first thought is, do you negotiate or do you just pay what they ask you? It, like. It. It's a dance. I call it the dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not everybody's jam. Like some people hate negotiating. I I embrace the whole thing. I, I mean, love it. Part of you know experiencing markets around the world. It you also have to again do a little research ahead of time um, to know like okay this is commonplace oh. here and expected or this is like disrespectful because it's not Mm -hmm. the same around the world um but in many places it is i will sit down i will have the cups of chai or the tea we'll like have a chat you know it's it's an experience in most places and yes negotiate do the bargain hunting and also i've had some of the most beautiful experiences in people's tiny hole in the wall shops like on a human level to me the best gift of traveling is the human connection and I don't know I feel like markets are such an amazing place to do that I've been taken into like so many back alley streets where they're like oh I have another like storage back here I'm like okay I guess <laughs> you know and it ends up they open this door and it's like ah. it's like this whole back room that's like not seen from the front street so trust your gut obviously but um I've had so many fun experiences and just like treasure troves. And then you meet like their family who's in the back and like, you know, the grandpa's sitting there and then the, the wife is cooking whatever. It, I don't know. It's just, it's like a window. Global shopping markets are a window into a culture the same way food is. And, you know, those are a lot of people that's their daily, uh, place they go it's their livelihood and I don't know I've had so many amazing conversations and in in those markets I wanted to go back to your your day job your company um what's your process like how does somebody find you how do you help them design the trip of their dreams so they would you know reach out to me um these days, a lot of my clients come from Instagram. So a DM or an email, and then we set up a call and we have a um, kind of just discovery call with each other where I ask a lot of questions and get, you know, a clear idea of what kind of traveler they are, what are they looking for? And then I have a trip planning fee. um, And then once that's paid, I design their trip, we work on revisions and get it exactly the way they want it. And then I work with my overseas partners in different countries to execute the trip. And um, I'm there, you know, from the beginning till they return home. So if anything happens along the way, um, but it's really fun. It helps me grow. Like every client has different interests. Like maybe they're into riding bikes and they hate museums and, or they're super big foodies. So everything is tailored to what they 
like and how they like seeing the world and enjoying it and experiencing it. And it, I grow with every new request, you know, because it, it pushes me to learn and see the different ways that you can experience the world. And mm -hmm. I love that. And it makes me excited to design something really specific for that person. So that's kind of the process. Yeah. That sounds so fun. How it do is. you, how have you developed uh, those relationships with your overseas partners? So I've been in the industry like 16, 17 years. I, um, after I went on my honeymoon to Asia, I, the travel bug bit me and I was like, I have to do this. So I, I worked my way, um, up in a tour operator and I worked in the Africa division and you build relationships. You're dealing directly with all the overseas companies. And then I've been independent about five years and, you know, you build those relationships through networking and I'm part of Virtuoso, which is a luxury network of agents, hotels, um, suppliers around the world. So we lean on each other in that way and build long-term relationships and we take care of our clients together. So that's the general way we do it. That's great. I mean, we meet so many cool people on Instagram that everybody has something unique some to parts. offer. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I love this community. It's funny. I follow, speaking of Instagram, I follow a lot of, you know, people who thrift. I'm a solitary thrifter. Like people can't hang with me. <laughs> and my, I went once with my mom and she went down one aisle and was tired. I was like, oh, this is not going to work. Like I do the whole store. I know yeah. you're an in and out person, Shannon. Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> no, like I could thrift for four or five hours straight easily in one store. Because That's I have a whole method that I do. Um, yeah. You, so, you and Dina, seriously, like, what, you need to come here. She needs to go there. You guys yeah. need to trip together. I you actually could both, You could this... both do four to five hours together. Oh, my gosh. I had, by the way, your prices are, like, ridiculously low. Oh, yeah. Number one. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, 50 cents a quarter. Shannon's like, this is, like, <laughs> cents. Like, I'm like, oh, I wish we had stuff for 50 cents. <laughs> well, what is what is the, the thrifting scene at, like out in L.A.? Ugh, uh, probably competitive, I guess. Like, there's a lot of resellers, which I do. I've re I've done that for a long time. And I actually have a little separate account where I sell some of my own stuff that I've worn or bought around the world. Um, um, what is called, it? I want to buy. I am yeah. she global goods. Okay. Ooh. How did I, did I know that? I don't know if I knew that. I, I don't know. I, I want to buy half the stuff you find too, Dina. I mean, like, <laughs> you might need to come up with like a trading system here. Like this is yeah. pretty cool. Seriously. <laughs> Swap. Um, I actually thought it would be, it's kind of expensive here. It's hit or miss. Like I have my honey holes that I go to and I bought one item. It's the most expensive item I ever bought. It was a leopard vintage coat. It doesn't fit me exactly, but I was like, oh, I can't leave this here. And it was like, I just couldn't do it. It's like lined with leather. It's like so beautiful in amazing Oof. condition. It was $50. That's the most I've ever spent on something. Okay. You're our people. $50. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's, yeah, that's pretty but high. But it's sitting in the closet and I've never worn it because it doesn't totally fit, but maybe someday. I don't know. When you um, say it doesn't totally fit, do you mean like you can't button it or... That like can, you, like, can you wear it and just like keep it open oh you're not comfortable in your arms okay. yeah like just I, I understand slightly that. tight here it has no size tag um which you could do like the draping over the shoulder i do that a lot yeah. with coats that don't fit that's a good idea yeah also yeah. it doesn't really get cold here <laughs> <laughs> i have a coat collection for someone who lives somewhere where coats are I, like okay this is same. we're the same person this 100%. we're done here we're done here <laughs> Oh my gosh. But I also have a shoe collection, Shannon. You oh yeah. Oh yeah. Shoes. I used to have <laughs> like 300 pairs. Oh, she day. beat me. Dang. That's awesome. Yeah, oh my goodness. No, I paired back for sure. I was like, this is like unnecessary. You only have yes. two feet. You can yep. only wear, you know. <laughs> but um, I wanted to share just really quickly a fun clearly I don't get to talk thrifting with anybody. I'm like, let me tell you all my story. <laughs> Anyways, I was thrifting for like reselling, looking, whatever. I saw this, like, a, a pair of huge Prada sandals, like, I almost fell over, right? Because I, 
I knew they were expensive. I threw them in my cart and then I saw another pair of like expensive shoes and like clearly someone had donated all these designer shoes. I was getting like heart palpitations. Yep. I was by myself. I had nobody to tell. <laughs> I was like trying to throw them in my cart so no one would like see them. One pair, I didn't even know the brand. You couldn't tell the label and but it saw the original they were weird like cool jagged looking kind of uh japanese inspired they saw the original tag they were a thousand ninety eight dollars oh. and they were marked 299 <gasps> oh my god and that's awesome like, throw it in the cart yes. <laughs> what are your places called like do you go to goodwill like what do yeah, you go yeah. to i used to like hit up dollar day all the time I have like off-brand ones that I go to that are like my place. They're like only only in your area and only have one store kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. There's one I love called All Things and More. He's like a little kind of junkyard thrift store hodgepodge place, but he has like vintage earrings, Mm. two for five, and like walls full of them. So it's like a treasure hunt. That's it. That's it. I'm coming to Los Angeles. Yeah, reversible like Japanese puffer coat from him for three bucks. It has dragons on it. Oh my gosh. So, you know, random things. So cool. Does your husband wear crazy stuff too? No. No, he's like just he, he has boring. a collection of polo shirts that rivals Macy's. I <laughs> and my brother was like, that looks like the Macy's section, men's section. How many? Oh, like, that's hilarious. Black polos? Do you need? He probably has like thirty. Uh-huh. I'm like okay, man, whatever. He has cool shoes, like you know. But that's how he shows his style. But no, it's he has a uniform. Yeah, <laughs> so does mine. He's always in camo, army. Yeah. Army prints, each other, right? Yeah. Like, and they, but they, like you said, they encourage us. They let us be bold. You know, there's other men that would be like, well, "You're wearing that," you know. And yeah. I love that about them that yeah. they support our creativity. I love that. Well, yeah. tell everybody where they can find you, your website, your Instagram, all of that. It's I am she global everywhere um, on all social media. I'm most active on Instagram. Um, that's where my peeps are. I am on Facebook, but you know, not as much so there. And it's I am she global.com. And yeah, I'm so happy I got to do this. I really appreciate it. This was so much fun. I could talk to you all day. And if I'm ever out in Los Angeles, we're going to hang yes. for sure. I would love that. I got to so come out fun. and hang out with you guys. Yes. Go find those quarter 50 cent deals. <laughs> 50 cent deals. <laughs> <laughs> we would love to have you. Oh, so much thank fun. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Allow Us to Rethriftreduce Ourselves. Remember that all funds generated in Goodwill Industries of Greater Cleveland and East Central Ohio stores directly support 27 mission programs that help improve the lives of people right here in our community. As always, let us know what your biggest takeaway was from today's episode on social media. You can find us at Dina's Days on Facebook and Instagram, and the podcast is at Rethrift Reduce Podcast on Instagram. To get episode show notes, go to dinasdays.com slash podcast. We'll see you next time.